Hi, this is Casey Treat. I'm pastor at Christian Faith, and we are excited to have you with us on our podcast. Thanks for joining in. I'm praying that you're gonna hear a word that will inspire you, empower you to connect with Jesus and become more like Him. That's what we live for. That's what's happening on today's podcast. Nothing says Christmas like more drums. Thank you, praise team. <clears throat> Lots of hours, volunteered, and you guys are great. It's Christmas, and we celebrate the miracle. Emmanuel, God with us. The birth of Jesus, the greatest event, the greatest moment in human history. Bigger, greater, more important than anything. Governments, wars, rumors of wars, nations, it doesn't matter. It all pales to that first Christmas night when Emmanuel became God with us. Christmas was first celebrated in the year 354 AD on December 25th by the Roman church, first that we know of. That was a long time ago. And all those hundreds, thousands of years, we've created so much around this story of Christmas. He probably was not born on December 25th. Very unlikely. More likely springtime. But this is our day, so let's rock the day. And it really isn't about the calendar. It's about the event. Emmanuel, God with us. But along with the day on the calendar, we've added so much tradition and, and fun stuff. Sometimes the things that we add overshadow the reality of his birth. It really is amazing when you think about all over the world, in nations that are very ungodly and anti-Christ, they celebrate Christmas. When did I... Wendy and I have been in various nations that are not Christian nations in any way, and yet they're having decorations and parties and all kinds of stuff going on, and they call it Christmas. It's really Xmas because they don't believe in Christ and they don't celebrate Christ, so it's just become this event, and it happens everywhere, even in our country, we have businesses, sporting events, special events at the office, and all kinds of things that celebrate Christmas. But if you mentioned Christ at those events, people would be offended. Now you have to go and ruin the party by bringing up Christ. But isn't it Christmas? 
Well, for most, it's just Xmas. My prayer today is that you who are in church, who do believe and who do worship the Lord, that you make sure you're not just celebrating Xmas, that you just don't go through the season and have all the fun and celebrate the traditions and the special things that we've added to Christmas, but really miss the point. Let's keep the main thing the main thing, which is Jesus was born. His name shall be called Emmanuel because he is God with us. Let's give the Lord a hand clap right there. That is what it's all about. You shall call his name Jesus, and he is Emmanuel, God with us. He's not a good teacher. He, he's not a nice guy. He, he, he's not a guru. He is God with us. Let's read some of this Christmas story from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2 and verse 1. Maybe a good point for you to read when you're with your family this week, dinner time or special time together. This would be a good place to start. Luke chapter 2 and verse 1. It came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Kiernius was governing Syria, so all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out of the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid when the angels said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you you'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. I want to start with the, the thing that initiated this event in Bethlehem. It was not a godly thing. It wasn't even really a good thing. It was a political thing. Caesar in Rome decides we need to register everybody. We want to keep everybody in control. We want to know 
who is who and where they are, and in the meantime, we'll tax them. That's a good thing for government to do. But the people weren't so happy about it. I mean, it's a pain. They're not just jumping in their car and driving to where they were born. They travel is difficult. They're walking. They're riding donkeys. This, this is a problem. This is not a good thing. But think of this. God can use anything to get you where he needs you to be and wants you to be and when he wants you to be there. At the moment when Christ was to be born, Mary and Joseph were in Bethlehem, which had been prophesied for hundreds of years that the Messiah would be born there. And at the right moment, in the right place, God had them right where he wanted them to be. Caesar was not a godly man. He wasn't seeking the will of God. Rome was not a godly government. And by the way, when you say it can't get any worse, <clears throat> it's been a lot worse in many places and many times throughout human history. So don't be uh, too busy cursing the darkness. Let's just keep lighting our candle as much as we can. But I think it's amazing that God can use negative things to accomplish positive purposes. We read in Romans chapter 8 and verse 29, for we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. But do we know that? Because I think we get caught up in the negatives, right? We get caught up in the bad news. We get caught up in the problems and we focus on that and we really don't know that God could be working all things for our good. God could be setting us up for an even better outcome than we could ever imagine. So let's be sure that we know all things are working for our good. That doesn't mean all things are good. The diagnosis from your doctor might not be good. The report from the banker or the lawyer or the media or the world around us might not be good. There are many negative things, terrible things happen that really are the will of the devil, not the will of the Father. But he said, I can use all things for your good. It wasn't good that I was a drug addict stuck in my addictions, but God used that to get me where I needed to be to be born again, to get to Bible school, to find Wendy. Next thing you know, I'm a pastor. Like I say, how do you get to be in the ministry? Well, first you go to rehab, <laughs> then you can be a pastor. Wasn't good those circumstances that I were in, that I was in, it was nothing good was about it, but God can use it for good. You may be feeling the pain of a loss of job or the economic 
shift or struggling in your marriage, troubles with your children. There's lots of negatives that the enemy or human nature brings into our world. But we don't get down. We don't get discouraged. We don't get depressed. We're not anxious because we know, the Bible said, we know that God can use all things for our good. And hear what I'm saying. Hear what the Bible is saying. He's not saying all things are good. He's saying he can use it for your good, to open a new door, to give you a new opportunity, to get you to a better place, a better job, a better property, a better home, whatever you are seeking after. While you're stuck in some negatives, make sure you know the answer to our anxieties is to know God's word and God's will. The answer to our fears and our worries is to know God's word and God's will. And then we can have confidence. We can have faith. We can have peace. We can have joy because we know God's working. And God's will is always good. God's always looking for a way to bring you the good. The world may be bringing you lots of bad, but make sure you know God's in the process of bringing you the good. So out of this terrible thing, nine months pregnant, Mary, this young girl, she's not married. She didn't plan to have a baby. The angel comes to her and says, it's going to be a miracle and you're going to give birth to a son. Mary had the faith to say, be it unto me according to your will. Now, nine months later, she's sitting on a donkey and she's saying, really, Lord? Really? I'm riding a donkey to Bethlehem with this baby? I'm about to give birth? Really? She didn't see all that was going on, but now we read the Bible and we know, oh yeah, God was working and God works all things for our good when we love him and we live for his purposes. So let's make sure we keep that. We keep that spirit. We keep that attitude about life. And don't let the fears and the worries and the negatives consume you. That's normal for the world, right? When you live in the world, you'd have no hope. You have no faith. You have no understanding of how God might be working in your life. It's only tragedy and struggle. But for us, Christmas is real. And this thing is daily life. And we can celebrate the reality of the miracle, God with us, 365 days a year. Come on, give me an amen right there. What, one of the things that we struggle with is we really don't know what the Bible says, right? A lot of people, people say things like this. Well, I, I, went to, I grew up in church, you know. Okay. But have you ever read the Bible? Have you ever learned the scripture? You know your traditions. You, you know the routines. But do you know what the word of God says? Because Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. 
Everything in this world will pass away. Governments will pass away. Nations will pass away. We've seen it. Look throughout history. Nothing stands forever. But not one letter from my word will ever pass away. So know your Bible, right? Know your Bible. I know at Christmas time, I should just stand up and say, ho, 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 God bless you, joy and peace. But I'm going to challenge you. Make Christmas more than a holiday. Make it a holy day. Make it something real and an opportunity to teach your children the miracle. God with us and what that means in your daily life. So many Christian people live like the world because they don't know the scripture. Let me show you. Where's my wings? I need some wings here. I had fun with those wings that they had when they were singing Gloria. Even this, look back here. We've got, we've got what? Mount Rainier? at the nativity scene. We've got the glory. We've got the shine. we got, looks like some, some magi. They weren't at the, they weren't at the manger. They weren't at the barn when Jesus was born. You got Christmas card faith. Thanks, brothers. Okay, got my wings. I feel, I feel bigger. <laughs> okay, I don't want to ruin your Christmas. There was no wings on Christmas Eve. There was no wings. There were angels, but angels don't have wings. Seraphims and cherubims who worship in heaven, who, f who fly around the throne of God singing, holy, holy, holy. They have wings, not two, by the way. Read your Bible. But nowhere did an angel ever show up with wings. I know I've crushed your spirit, haven't I? <laughs> These are the kind of things that we just, we just believe because we follow Christmas card faith. We think the Magi showed up at the manger. No, they came two years old. Jesus was about two years old when the kings came from the east to bring their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They weren't at the manger in Bethlehem, but on the Christmas card, it looks good. Even on our freaking Christmas card. Look at that back there. <laughs> it's so cute and pretty and nice. Hey, there is nothing nice about having your first child in the barn. So I'm just challenging you. If your traditions are more real than the Bible and your children grow up not knowing the difference, don't be shocked when one day they say, this whole Jesus thing is, is not for me. 
Because I don't even know what's real, and, and, and my parents don't know what's real. We would go to church, but we don't even know what's real. This is why we're losing a generation, because we don't teach them the truth. We don't even know the truth. We just teach them our traditions. Trees are great for us, but you know, trees don't work so good if you live in a desert. How do you put up an evergreen tree when all there are are cactus? Where's my snow? Can I get snow? Brother, the brothers aren't ready for me, but maybe. We got snow? <laughs> now we're talking Christmas. Now we're getting real Christmassy around here. Frosty the snowman. Hey, this is really cold and wet. Probably no snow in Israel in the springtime. Right? But this is our stuff. We like this stuff. My mom made fudge on Christmas. What did your mom make? Hmm? Butter brickle. How come you never gave me none of that, bro? Huh? Is that butter brickle? That sounds pretty good. Yeah, we have our traditions. We have our things that we do. And, and to us, that's Christmas. And it's good. It's fun. As long as you can say to your family, to your friends, all of these things pale in comparison to the reality of Emmanuel, Christ with us. That is the reason for the season. Think of what the angels said when they appeared to the shepherds. By the way, the angels did not go to the White House. Nobody goes to the White House. People who are at the White House don't know where they are, so there you go. <laughs> the angels don't go to the kings. They don't go to the governors. They don't even go to the priests or the Pharisees. They go to the shepherds. And the angel says, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. This is what God has to say to us at Christmas time. Good news, great joy for all people. God transcends races and nationalities and colors and all the gender issues. And God says, I have good news of great joy and it's for everyone. That's the spirit of the Christian. That's the attitude we have. We don't have to pick a side because what we have is for all people. We don't have to say, I'm on this, I'm on that, I go here, I've, I stand for this. I stand. We don't have to protest because we've got good news of great joy for all people. Don't lower yourself to a political position. Don't lower yourself to a national or a racial position. Don't lower yourself to some natural battle and protest. Rise up to Emmanuel, 
God with us. It's good news of great joy, and it's for all people. And then the angel said, glory to God in the highest, on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Peace will never come from the United Nations. They are not united, and they are not a nation. Peace will never come from government negotiations. Peace will never come by paying someone enough money. Peace will come as we turn our eyes to Jesus, as we look to our Creator, our Father, as we begin to live for something more than human things. We keep our eyes on the prize and we don't fight over the things in this world. Glory to God in the highest. On earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And never forget, God's will toward you is always good. It's not God's will you suffer. It's not God's will you live in pain. It's not God's will you have fear and anxiety. But you have to choose God's will. Thy will be done in my life. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We have to choose God's will. Why do we have all of the drama and the trauma? Because mankind do not want good will. They want to fight and argue and struggle. So you and I, we're going to live with a different choice, with a different nature, with a different spirit. We're going to say, thy will be done in my life, in my family, on earth as it is in heaven. And some of you worry about God's will. Why would God let this happen? Why would God make that happen? What's God doing? No, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and human nature is always selfish and small. So that brings the evil, that brings the problem. God trying to lift us up, trying to get you to a higher place, trying to get you to a better place. Good will towards man. It's his will to heal you, help you, bless you. What did Jesus do? Feed people, heal people. Love people, lift people, just go around picking them up, helping them feel good about who they are, making their life better. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. Goodwill toward men. Well, I, you know, sometimes God will give you cancer. Did you ever see Jesus doing that? Did you ever see Jesus making people sick? No, stop saying stupid stuff. Don't say stupid stuff. That's the tradition. That's the religion. That's the Christmas card faith that's not real. Read your Bible. God heals. God helps. God lifts. God provides. God's goodness is always good. The world has got some real issues. I get it. I understand. Satan, human nature is bad. But God said, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Let's focus on him 
It's a miracle. Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you so much for joining with us today. I'm praying that you heard something that will impact your life. If you'd like more information, connect with us at the Christian Faith Church app or go to the website at christianfaith.us.